Good morning, everyone. It's Friday. I've been waiting all week <laughs> for my favorite day of the week. Now, I know you asked me why. Well, what you honor will come to you. I say that often and I mean it. When I honor Friday, it's not a downer, it's an upper. <laughs> In the old days, Friday was uh, test day in school there was it wasn't uncommon for little georgie to get sick on friday oh mama i don't feel good today because i knew there was a test at school well one day i got snookered and that was the day they didn't tell us they were going to show huckleberry finn with mickey rooney you can see how old that was well we didn't have tv we didn't go to the movies that was a big disappointment for me. All right, moving right along. Welcome. <laughs> Those little side stories I'm sure are really important for you to hear. But we are uh, gonna we're gonna talk about dreams today and see what the Lord would stir up in our spirits and <clears throat> to be reminded of the multiple variety of ways and the tools that he uses to speak to us. I thought for a long time, well, I was taught for a long time that only men, women, you know, humans could preach to people. Well, we found out as we grow in understanding that God has all kinds of ways to speak to people, including nature, Paul said. Even nature tells us of the, of the creator. And the stars tell us of things. There's some very interesting books about the star system and how it speaks. Uh, written by Christians, not by the, um, <laughs> you know, the old cult or the horoscope people. So God has many ways to speak. And one of the ways he speaks, and I, I didn't know angels could preach, but they do. Angels bring the gospel to people. And we, we hear examples of it really in this last two or three decades. I've been hearing examples of it more than I have before, where angels show up and give them a word <laughs> about the gospel. Okay, if you haven't um, subscribed, do so. It's a big help to us. If you're new to our uh, channel, our little journey here, saddle up. It's a wonderful ride. And we welcome you to join our little company of travelers as we move into the territory of revelation and the excitement of knowing the Father's heart. <laughs> Isn't that something? Christianity is anything but boring. If you're sitting on a church pew listening to repetitive stories about Jesus walking the shores of Galilee, good for you. At least you're in church, but you're bored. You need to find out what the what the word of God is, what the current flow of the spirit is, what the revelation of today is. Now, I've been in church all my life, which is a long time. <laughs> Got a birthday coming up. And I learned early on about the disciples and uh, the Jerusalem and healing the sick 
and feeding the 5,000 and walking on water and the resurrection and the cross. That was all preliminary historic uh, reality and places and things and the Holy Land. and Oh, my history. But what is God saying to us today? I would challenge you to, with a thought that much of the New Testament was written to people of that day. And some of it doesn't fit us. I don't mean the principles that Paul writes about honesty and morality and what who Christ is. All those things are foundational. But to take something that was written for them and try to apply it to us today, it's a big stretch in many cases. That's what splits people up and makes new denominations. The church of uh, the no coffee drinker, the church of the no ring, you know, ring wearers. <laughs> I got two of them. Uh, the church of the necktie and the church of the no necktie. It's all trying to take scripture and bring it into our life today. Now, what is God saying today? Well, scripture tells us that he speaks to every generation current stuff. Genesis to Revelation. It was to the people of the day. Now, does that mean that God stopped talking and revealing himself? Did, does that mean that God stopped bringing current information to the generation after John the Revelator died? Uh, what was that, about 95 AD or so? <laughs> no, no. Somehow, there was a freeze on Revelation, and we've got the Bible. Now, before you run off and jump off the end of the dock <laughs> in the deep water, I'm not deep six in the, the Bible. I'm not dismissing the Bible. I'm not disbelieving the Bible. Don't do that to me. But I'm telling you, the, the Word of God opens up the Word of God. The Bible opens up Revelation. You say, well, wait a minute now. We're going to be, won't you be deceived? Won't you, won't you be led astray if you, if you have a thought that's not chapter and verse? Well, I'm going to tell you something. 40,000 denominations prove that you can take the Bible and get a lot of very varied ideas. So now what am I talking about? Dreams. Oh yeah, dreams. <laughs> I get carried away here. Acts 2.17, he, this is Joel's prophecy that Peter's revealing. In the last days, now those statements in the New Testament called the last days are not your last days and not God's last days and not the end of the world. It's the last days of the old covenant before the, co the covenant was changed to the new covenant. The old covenant was based upon blood of bulls and goats. The new covenant was sealed and delivered and settled by the blood of Jesus Christ. Never more to have a sacrifice. So that's the last days of the old covenant. So if you get that right, you won't be waiting for some <clears throat> ethereal, mysterious day in the future. <clears throat> he will pour out his spirit on all flesh. This is not the prophecy of a revival coming to us in um, the current year. 
This is not the prediction of the end time before Jesus comes that we're going to have this mass revival. No, the last days are not the last days of our life. He's talking about the covenants. <laughs> Side issue, but it's a good point. He said, sons and daughters would prophesy and young men would have visions and old men would dream dreams. Okay, I was taught or we heard people teach us that that old men dreaming dreams was like, well, they just dreamed about their early days. They had dreams of former successes and they were old. So all they could do was dream about the past. Come on, don't do that to us. There's something in the power of dreams. Now, if you look up the word dream, you'll have 87 or so references to someone who had a dream or a dreamer. Now, they had false dreamers that were put to death, by the way. <laughs> no, thank you. And they had dreams that, that uh, were guidance, warnings, revelation, teaching, so forth. Look at the dream Joseph had that they escaped out of um, <clears throat> Israel and went down to Egypt so they would save save Jesus, not to be slaughtered with those thousands of babies that died. <clears throat> now, that was a dream, wasn't it? So angels come in dreams and teach. God speaks to people in dreams. Look at Daniel. Daniel was a dreamer. And it says he understood, Daniel understood all visions and dreams. So yeah, he was an interpreter of dreams. Now the point and the reason I'm bringing this up is because we've had a, um, <laughs> oh, I, when I hear this, I want to, I want to grind my teeth a little. It's like, it's like fingernails on the, on the chalkboard when someone says, oh, that was just a pizza dream. And they laugh indicating that any kind of dream you have is just the fact that you ate pizza and you had an upset stomach and so you had this weird dream. Instead of asking the Lord what that meant, show me, teach me, give me understanding in these things, you see. Now, why why dreams? I, I, kind, of, I kind of put it like um, the reason Adam was put to sleep when God took out of his rib and made Eve was because if Adam had been awake and putting his two cents into it, all he ever knew before this was different shapes of animals. You see, God brought all the animals to uh, Adam. <laughs> here comes the cow, here comes the ox, here comes the ostrich, here comes the giraffe. And Adam named them. Somebody, some, some have said that when he named them, they became shaped into that name. Well, could be. So God comes along and says, Adam, we're going to make you a, a lady. We're going to give you a gal. We're going to give you a woman. <laughs> and he has in mind all these shapes of animals. So he says, okay, I like the shape of the giraffe. I like the shape of the ox. <laughs> Whoa. So God says, this ain't going to work. We're going to put this boy to sleep because <laughs> I've got a picture that he doesn't see yet. So God puts Adam to sleep and Umo, here comes the woman. And <laughs> every man says, hallelujah. I'm glad Adam was put to sleep. That's the reason 
God can talk to you in the nighttime when you're asleep because you won't get in the way. You will not hinder it by your, and my, I'm guilty, doubts or preconceived ideas or the fact that we've never done it that way before or I didn't come out of that kind of church. When I'm asleep, then I can receive things I cannot receive any other way. Job 32 is a 32, 33, that whole section in there. Very interesting read. There's an angel that comes and speaks into our ear at night. I believe he takes the book of life from Psalms 139, 16, and reads that into our life. Now, that book of life is written by God and is written in the possibilities, the desires, and the purpose of our life. I don't believe the futures in concrete. I really don't. I believe the future is our decisions to obey. And as we make decisions to obey, the future full of the future forms, just like the creative word, when God said, light be, light sprung out, things happen, the universe was created and so forth. So it is with our life. God has written his desires in our book. Now, when he said he would give us the desires of our hearts, that's not a new house and a big car. That means there's things in me that I hunger for. And when I have the revelation of that, I can have faith for it. I can be obedient to it. <laughs> Amen. So some of you may be miserable. Now, what I mean by that, good miserable. But Smith Wigglesworth say that prophet from the last century. He said, I'm just, I'm satisfied with dissatisfaction. Well, he was always dissatisfied because there was more of God. Got to have more of God. Okay. That's the desire popping out, coming out. Desire of the heart. I was coming home tonight. Well, <laughs> last night for you, I was coming home, driving uh, our streets and thinking about the history I have in this town and uh, had something pop up in my spirit. And I argued a little bit, you know, with the Lord. And that's, how can that be? What can we do? I, how would that happen? Well, what was that? There was something in me that's not fulfilled yet. There's something in me that still has a has has a, a breakthrough that God wants to do in my life. <laughs> you say, wow, an old guy like you has a future. As long as there's breath, my friend, there's hope. Glory to God. Well, I love you guys. Listen, I challenge you. What you honor will come to you. Open your heart and say, Lord, give me, you know, speak to me in my dreams and then give me understanding. Make them clear. <laughs> Make them clear, Lord. I dream a lot, of course, about church buildings and places I've preached, especially certain churches. And when I when I'm there, I know there's a there's a there's a certain type of message out of that church or out of that place. And I can understand God speaking to me along a certain vein or a certain line. So when interpretation of dreams come, there's a lot of good books out, but I don't believe the man writing the book can under interpret my dreams. 
not you know every car on the in the uh, in your dream and everybody's dream means a certain thing every house means a certain thing i'm not i'm not convinced of that i believe the holy spirit can interpret your dreams according to your temperament and your understanding okay well sunday night's coming so don't forget to tune in at six o'clock we'll have a riotous time <laughs> amen amen i've said for years when when paul came he either had a riot or a revival but he didn't have blase or plaze you know everybody nobody was bored when paul showed up that's my desire amen well don't forget sign up or subscribe rather if you have it give me a thumbs up thank you for your good comments and your, uh, you know, the comments that um, that are good for me sometimes. You know, you you spark me on, you you stir me up, <laughs> you encourage me. Thank you for that. And if God's nudging you to send us a financial gift, we receive it, put it into the gas tank, and we can go down the road together. Hallelujah! Thanks for stopping by. Until Sunday night at six, we'll see you then. God bless.